Welcome to Tech Now and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spätling and today I'll take you on a musical journey of Sara Farina. Sara Farina is a visionary DJ and producer with the aim to break down borders. On top, she's also an activist, but in a very positive way. A well-reflected and smart power lady with whom you could talk for hours about funny nonsense, as well as highly political topics. She's one of Berlin's premier DJs with musical connections to the whole wide world. A pure bliss in a scene that is sometimes ego-driven. So in this interview, we are talking about why she doesn't take drugs and drinks no alcohol and her vegan lifestyle her happy rainbow bus sound, her upcoming project with the Goethe Institute and her Africa tour. Racism and feminism and how to handle those highly political topics in everyday life and in the techno business. How to keep the balance in life. Her favorite festivals this year so far. The collective Through My Speakers, of which she's part of. Berlin versus her hometown or home area Bavaria, her favorite spots in Berlin and her favorite countries. Enjoy! Hello, Sarah Farina. Hi. <laughs> We are sitting here in a wonderful park at the sunny evening in Berlin. And we met some days ago during your fest at the Garbage Festival. During your set at the Garbage Festival. <laughs> How was it for you playing there? It was pretty hot. <laughs> I think I never uh, lost so much sweat before <laughs> while playing. I think it was like 30 or something, 30 degrees. Yeah, it was intense. But um, I still decided to play the stuff that I always play. And it was like almost a workout DJ set, I think. <laughs> And I really enjoyed it. It was some happy sounds and the right start for the day. It was like at four, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I played from four till six p.m. Yeah, yeah, this was a good start for the day, I would say. <laughs> um, this festival was actually organized by Berlin people, and I thought you have a kind of feeling for. Yeah, that there are really people from the Katablau, for example, and, and the Berlin vibe was there mm -hmm. as well. Um, in an interview, you mentioned that you strictly take no drugs, no alcohol, and actually, yes, the music is enough. You don't need anything else around to, to deepen the feeling or whatever. Um, what was your journey to that decision or, or to that lifestyle or how do you perceive it? I never really had to sit, sit down and uh, think about all this stuff. And it kind of came very natural to me. For example, when I was 12, I decided to stop eating meat. Um, I just love animals. And somehow I'm like, I, I think my mom made food, like some dinner with the meat. And then I realized what this actually is. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. And yeah, now I'm 27 and since then I've been vegetarian, but also the last 
five, six years vegan. And it, probably I've been even before that I've been vegan, but I didn't really realize. Uh, I think my body is just very sensitive and you kind of are what you eat, I think. And food is energy and I want to eat good energy, basically. And with the drugs or alcohol, it's the same. It's stuff that you put into your body. And I'm like, no, I don't want to have this kind of stuff in my body. It's just there was no um, intense drug experience where I was like, I can never do this again. I actually never, ever took drugs. And I also don't judge people at all who do. Everyone can do whatever they want to do. I'm always thinking thousands of years ago, People were dancing around the fire and taking DMT and other weird drugs and having some spiritual journey. Um, and like we're making music or whatever. <laughs> that kind of is club culture too, you know what I mean? Uh, but th that's the more old school version, of course. And I think it's also part of it, you know, to have like a space where you can do whatever you want and also respect each other and... Um, connect with people and with the music and if drugs can help you with that that's fine I just think um, it's important to keep the balance in general and for me I just love it when I get on the music high without any help it's pretty hard I think probably a little bit harder to let go without any help but it's possible mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah, also, we just talked about this before, um, exactly what you just were describing right now. I had this also with that ashram music, also mm -hmm. at the Garbage Festival, where you really felt kind of in trance while dancing to that music. And um, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, this is enough. And of course, everyone can decide for their own whether they need it or not. I could imagine that it's sometimes kind of hard when... Everyone around you is like on a different base or level. How do you perceive that or how do you handle that? Sometimes it can happen that I feel kind of disconnected to the crowd because they're maybe super drunk or whatever. Um, and that's totally fine. But then I try to use the music that I play, play to connect with the people. And that usually works, but not always, of course. I mean, it's all about vibes, right? It's like a vibe exchange happening between the DJ and the crowd and just in general, all the people who are in this room together. Yes. Do you have some examples of festivals or clubs where you, like last year or the last two years, where you really had a nice connection with the crowd and where you really felt that people understand your music? Um actually had a really nice gig beginning of this year in Malmo. It was like a super small club with maybe 150 people, so very intimate. And I had the best time ever. I cannot even describe it. It, just, it was just a feeling. I had the same experience at Fusion Festival. Um, I played at, a very, uh, played at a very nice time. It was like during sunrise. And I played at Seebühne. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know... I did not even realize how crowded the stage uh, uh, the stage got. And then more and more people came because I was so much focused on DJing. And I looked, I'm like, whoa, there's so many people. And everyone was like moving in the same 
uh, to the same in the same BPM, you mm -hmm. know, like up and down. And it was very beautiful. And just I got so many messages after the show. And yeah, there's still people who talk to me like, oh, that was so special. Like I really feel there was like a very deep connection with the people. And of course, it's no secret that people there also might be high or whatever but I don't care I mean it's still real to me if I feel it you know yeah yeah absolutely I can imagine this is a nice feeling um, and also I mean the sound you're describing is you call it the happy rainbow sound yeah. and yes it is because it's like a nice mixture of different genres mm -hmm. and um, do you think now it's the time that really it's the time to not put the music into different genres, but really open it for just what you feel could flow into the sound? Yeah, um, I think that borders are just in our heads. And it's not just with music, it's with life in general. And if people understand that everything is connected to each other, um, I think that's healthy for us as a collective in yes. the world you know yeah. and if you already understand that understand that in music you might be able to understand that when you look at life in general hopefully <laughs> and um, yeah my dream scenario is always to have like a hip-hop nerd but also a techno nerd on the same dance floor and they are both are having the best time of their life you know And that's like my dream scenario. I think it's kind of weird sometimes to say, okay, this is the room where we only play this kind of music and mm. this other room is only for this kind of music. Um, at least in the scene where I'm in, I think it does not really make sense. And yeah, I'm just more for connecting things and different music styles because if you look at music history, um, you realize they're all, it's like a fusion, you know, especially the UK where most of my influences come from. You have like the sound system culture from Jamaica and then things like genres like jungle, drum and bass, dub music, grime, UK garage, dubstep uh, came out of there. And that's just mind-blowing yeah. kind of. And same with house music, like that garage music also comes from house music and it's just, it's all one, you know. Yeah, and I think also in Berlin we kind of live in that techno bubble here. Yeah. And um, when I visited the Noisily Festival in the UK, um, as you already mentioned, drum and bass, for example, is really um, popular in the UK. And the lady driving me to the airport was asking, like, yeah, I have the feeling that techno now is growing. Mm -hmm. And I was driving with Oliver Koletsky and we were like looking at each other. Yes, we are in a different world, <laughs> but it's so nice to see that they also bring different styles from other countries together. Mm -hmm. And also in another interview, we were mentioning that in a country where you don't speak the language, it's nice to see how music is even connecting people more mm -hmm. just via the vibes, right? Totally. I think that music is a universal language and it's just very beautiful experience to you know when I play in Asia and I don't speak their language they don't understand mine but with the music we can communicate and the best thing is like when with the music and the vibes that are going on in the club if they're positive then 
it feels like we are all one and connected and it feels like you have like a couple of hours world peace yeah because everyone is living in the now and is letting go yeah. and it's also a space where you are allowed to let go without any judgment yeah. which is kind of the essence of club culture for me yeah and do you have um a special experience in mind in a country where you really like the culture when you were booked there or just traveling for holiday i think i really fell in love with uh, asia in general and i loved every place i went to and especially tokyo mm -hmm. that was very nice there <laughs> what do you like about tokyo <laughs> so um i went to a lot of uh, shops where they have so many random things like thousands of stickers with my favorite dog Shiba Inu on it and just like silly stuff because I have a my passion for memes and dogs and things like that is pretty big and so I felt like I'm in a Disneyland and I also have like um, VR parks and just weird stuff like or it's at least weird for me but I totally love it because I feel like I can be a child again yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also the people were so welcoming and No one is staring at you and just like is very open-minded. At, at least that was my experience. And um, the people I've met there from the club, I played at, um, what was the name again? Circus. Mm -hmm. And the whole crew was just so lovely. They really took care of me and showed me around. And I felt very, very welcome yeah. there. And you also have a special connection to London also because of the style yeah. of the music you're playing, of course. And you lived in London for some yeah. months, right? Yeah, I was there um, because I think to, if you have the privilege um, to travel and it's important to, to, to visit the places that, that where your passion came, comes from, you know. Yeah. So I kind of want to educate myself all the time I feel like I have to otherwise I would feel weird about it I'm like yeah. I don't even know what I'm playing there you know yeah. <laughs> so I went there and met a lot of my friends there as well and just talked to them about music culture and just like exchanging music knowledge and just everything you know and just to 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 understand why does the music that I love so much sound in a certain way and the history of London or the UK or history in general. And that's very important to me because if you educate yourself, uh, you start listening to the music in a different way mm -hmm. or you can see it from different mm -hmm. perspectives and you also realize how political music history or history at the end of the day is. I think yeah. everything is very, very political, especially with the sound system culture, I mean... The reason why the UK or also many other places in the world are so diverse and create those amazing subcultures when it comes to music and art is also connected to uh, colonialism, yeah. which is very dark. But um, I think it's important to, to, to know about those things, you know, yeah. in order to understand where they're coming from and all those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and which which names would you um, or which which artists would you name in the UK that either 
established the history of that music there or are currently influencing them? Um, I think it's very hard to answer because I'm just a young, stupid person who doesn't know anything at the end of the day. Because <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but from my knowledge that I've earned so far, I think um, the Deep Medi crew is very essential when it comes to dub music, dubstep, dubstep especially. Um, also the Metalheads crew, people like DJ Storm. Um, of course, the grime scene and everything. But there are so many na names I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would take me a couple of days <laughs> to mention everyone who is really, really important. Yeah. And also, I mean, about London, there are, or in UK in general, there are many documentaries on YouTube or in the internet. So I recommend really having a look on those documentaries. I love docu yeah. music documentaries because exactly what you said, then you really understand what's behind and the message behind and not only the sound waves or whatever, mm -hmm. but about the people that created something or where it all comes from and the roots of this music. Yeah, that's the great thing about the internet right now. You just have to type in the word and then hopefully you'll find a good source to yes. educate yourself. Or, you know, even on Wikipedia there are great articles about music genres and yeah. even juke and footwork, genres that are quite, or cultures that are quite underground. You can really educate yourself and it's super easy yeah. these days. With your collective, through my speakers, you're also kind of educating <laughs> the Berlin music scene and opening borders. Um, tell us a bit about it. So, through my speakers is basically a group of friends. We are almost 17 people. And, yeah, we just have the same love for the same music. We have a similar mindset when it comes to life in general. So, we're all connected to each other and all of us work in music somehow and kind of just made sense to give this whole thing that was already there a name mm -hmm. and also kind of create an ecosystem you know support each other like someone who can master tracks someone who produces tracks and just connect the dots and yeah we started that and it works out pretty well and I'm happy to have those people around me because we can elevate each other. And also we want to balance Berlin a little bit because there's a lot of techno music, which is totally fine. I also like techno. I'm not hating on techno. <laughs> But I think it's always nice to have a balance. In general, I think even when it comes to almost every aspect in life, balance is the key, I think. And... Berlin has a different city than London, for example. That's why it's not so common to have a lot of drum and bass parties or whatever. But um, there's a new generation coming that is growing up with different things around them and maybe a little bit more open-minded. Mm -hmm. And so I hope there's space to have more diversity in the club scene and music scene in Berlin. Yeah. And that's what we are trying to uh, co contribute to. Yes. Any highlights in the future with the collective you're looking forward to? 
we have some releases coming up. Um, one guy, one friend from Detroit. Um, yeah, and that's that's pretty cool. We're just trying to um, pick releases that show our diverse music taste because we also don't want to be put in a box, oh, they only release bass music or, mm -hmm. or whatever, however you want to call it, yeah. or just this and this and that. And I think the next release will definitely um, um, widen the music horizon yeah. the, through my speakers label because it will be more like hip-hop beats, a little bit of housey vibes. And then um, we are also working on our next free, uh, free compilation where nice. we ask some of our friends if they want to contribute tracks that will come out soon and yeah some other things as well so that's pretty cool with my speakers and probably some parties this year yes <laughs> and how many girls do you have on the collective so we have Le Feu she's a great DJ and producer and also visual artist And we have Pam Suki. She's an amazing DJ, also visual artist. Mm -hmm. And we have Uta. Uta is one of the best DJs I've ever heard, I think. She's also one of the people who really is some sort of mentor for me. She's a bit older and kind of, you know, got to experience the whole Berlin in the 90s mm -hmm. and I was just born in the 90s mm -hmm. so I don't know anything about it but it's super beautiful to exchange with a person who was there and to learn from them yeah. and she has probably the best vinyl collection yeah. I've ever heard <laughs> wow yeah sounds very inspiring <laughs> yeah <it's> great. <laughs> um The reason why I'm asking is also the wonderful podcast episode. So for all the German-speaking um, yeah. listeners, um, there's a nice podcast episode about women in the techno scene or in the music scene um, on Electronic Beats podcast, where you were a part of. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe you could share your thoughts about this topic in general. I mean, it's a huge topic, of mm -hmm. course, but like your general thoughts, because I also think like, Of course, as soon as you need to talk about the topic, there is a problem. <clears throat> and then you give it a special position, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, at the beginning, of course, you have to make it a, as a topic so that something changes. Mm -hmm. And um, one idea could also be like um, having a certain female quote on the, on the lineup of festivals or the clubs. Um, also a nice club in Munich is doing that. It's called Harry Klein. Mm -hmm. They're really active in that scene. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts about it? So I think it's a very complex topic. Um, the whole structures we live in is just pretty much fucked up, I think. When it comes to sexism, racism, all those things. But I think the first step is to check yourself mm -hmm. um, no matter if you're a man or woman just check yourself and realize or try to realize what am I contributing to the problem or to the solution or both you know and it's also about realizing what kind of um, power you have 
what are your privileges um, and that's that that whole proce process can be quite painful because obviously nobody wants to be called a sexist or racist but a racist is not always a Nazi who has like bald hair yeah. and screams terrible things or whatever um, there's also sexism and racism that is very subtle and it's like it's hard to pick pick it out you know it's like I'm actually not sure mm -hmm. if this was sexism mm -hmm. or racism but it made me feel weird so I think it's all about being sensitive and Janelle Muniz said something very beautiful in a podcast she said we have to try to um listen to understand instead of listen to respond mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's when it comes to the communication part it also depends on your personality how you approach those things if you're more a loud person who gets into fights maybe i think there are some people they only learn that way <laughs> and there's some people They open up more when you try to talk to them about those things in a very calm, respectful, kind way. I'm more that kind of person. Um, I'm a very calm person who really needs harmony. <laughs> uh -huh. But sometimes I feel like I wish I had some of the more energizing angry side mm -hmm. in me where I'm yeah. like no fuck you yeah <laughs> you know because I have the same <laughs> when when you're too nice sometimes with yeah. those topics yeah. you don't go anywhere because this person does not take you seriously so yeah. same it's like it's about the balance again yeah. I think and um when it comes to quotes um or it, for solution with those topics in general I think it's to be extreme is necessary, but not too extreme. Mm -hmm. Depends on how you define it. Um, but I always think a mixture is good. So if people say we can only make change happen if we force promoters to book uh, always women or like this kind of percentage for 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 their nights. Maybe that's the only way how to make um, how to make change happen, because otherwise it won't take place. Uh, but I would wish <laughs> that we don't have to go there. Yeah. But I think we have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's about the power structures we live in. Um, almost every scene or work field is dominated by men a lot of white old men in general and as long those people are in those power structures nothing's gonna change so it's nice when brands are saying we're for feminism we're sponsoring women and non-binary yeah, people yeah. that's great but that's also capitalism feminism is being monetized because they want to um, uh, make their audience bigger you know like oh, okay now we can make the feminists buy our stuff yeah. as well we do a campaign now <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so it's great that it's cool now yeah. to be a feminist or it's not cool to be a sexist that's great 
but I think it's always important to question things and criticize and think twice. I got a little bit upset when, for example, H&M did their campaign with feminism, I don't know, two years ago, and they had this video clip with wonderful uh, people. There was like a transgender woman, um, then there was like a light-skinned woman, and everyone looked special but they were all still very very beautiful you know what I mean they're all like they're models mm -hmm. so it was not that crazy mm -hmm. and outstanding to me at least mm -hmm. and then like yeah H&M feminism but then I'm like well the clothes are probably produced by a 12 year old girl mm. you know and then I would think twice if he would share the H&M video I mean, at the end of the day, this is a bigger discussion because we all have bloods on our hands, but it's about um, breathing for a minute and making a conscious decision. Yes. Also in small steps. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And just be aware. Um, what can I contribute to make this world a better place? Then it depends on how do you find making a better place. And I hope making the world a better place means that we all can live in harmony and that everyone has the chance to involve no matter their race, gender or age. Yes. And unfortunately we are not all on the same page. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's there are a lot of vibes in this world right now or maybe I just feel that way because we have the internet now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's very... Um, confusing sometimes and makes you tired but I think it's important to surround yourself with good people who are like-minded so you can create something good and maybe create platforms where you can elevate each other and um, yeah we all have to check ourselves you know um, why do I always do this kind of stuff or why did I never support those people or whatever yeah. and I think that's the only way how we can get there and we definitely have to talk with each other because I'm um, sometimes a little bit disappointed when panels are taking place about feminism or the, 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 the problem that we have in club culture in general in the world and there are only women invited mm. which is great but then automatically there are sometimes 90% women there in the audience and I would wish that there are also men joining the conversation and I think they're more willing or feel more um, connected when they see in the panel lineup oh there's two women and two men speaking there so I'm gonna go there yeah. you know and I also hope that journalists and just people in general also ask the people who are in charge what can we do to change this? Um, people always ask people of color, what can we do about racism? People always ask women, mm -hmm. what can we do about sexism and all those things? And I just hope that we can make this a, an, a respectful conversation with everybody at eye level. And because sometimes you get tired of explaining a man certain things. It's like, come on, man, <laughs> just educate yourself. 
And sometimes I'm tired of explaining to people, you cannot touch my hair. Yes. <laughs> Don't ask me where I'm really from. Yeah. I mean, maybe there are people of color, they're totally fine. I'm sure there are some and they can do whatever they want. But with me, it's different. And you can also not find one solution for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot say this goes for every woman. And that ma makes it definitely also complicated. And I think the challenge with feminism right now is to also accept different forms of feminism. And when there's a woman who is like, yeah, I want to stay at home and I want to take care of my kids while my husband is working, that's fine. You know, I don't want to bash other women. And, you know, I think we just have to learn to accept each other more as well and give each other space and... As Janelle Monet said, we have to listen to each other to understand. <laughs> Thank you so much for putting this into a wider context. <laughs> I absolutely agree. And I absolutely agree that it's not only a problem of the techno scene. Of course, in that music scene, it's right now a really um, famous topic. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, also I worked in a real estate company before. Mm -hmm. And of course, I had the same topics. Mm -hmm. And now also in the music business, of course, I have the same topics. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I hear people talking about uh, behind my back like, yeah, she was in bed with that DJ and that Aww. DJ and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm like, yeah, you know me pretty well. Nice. Yeah. Things you say about me. Was there also a special situation that you experienced and how did you handled it where you as a person were really um, attacked um, there were many things that happened many small things that I maybe realized way later what they actually were mm -hmm. because that's also a process as a woman or a person of color or someone who's not privileged to realize oh now I understand I was just I was not being crazy I can actually give this situation or this feeling a name, you know. And um, when I, when things like that happened to me, I tried to find humor in it just for my own energy so I can stay healthy. But that does not always work. For example, with racism, it happens all the time. But I try to choose not to give it that much attention. But sometimes when I'm having maybe not such such a good day, it will affect me more. It mm -hmm. always hurts the same, yeah. but I can learn how to cope with it in a more positive way for my own health. Yeah. And that's also interesting with this whole trend right now with this think positive and yoga stuff and all mm. that stuff. I mean, that's beautiful, but... People who say that stuff or white privileged people who say that stuff also have to be aware when you're a person of color, it's just not just like, you just have to think positive, you can choose your thoughts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's you, people living in different realities. And so when you say to someone who lives in a neighborhood where the police is being very aggressive towards people of color and you tell them, just think positive. Mm -hmm. Uh, just walk here down the street and everything will be fine. <laughs> just, you know, it doesn't matter how much you meditated or whatever. It's the system we live in. And um, I mean, 
that's something people should not forget that we all live in different realities and I just try to be as positive as possible as I said but sometimes it's hard life can be pretty hard sometimes and it makes you tired but I always think I'm here for some time on this planet and I want to have the best time possible with myself and with the with the people around me how can I get there you know and uh, yeah I hope that we eventually all We'll find some peace. <laughs> and also yeah. maybe make a change for other people that don't really have that much energy for pushing things forward in that yeah. sense, for example. And um, just by listening to your words, maybe you already help someone, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's also very important. Um, not everyone wants to be an activist. Yes. Not everyone wants to be political and make statements because it takes a lot of energy especially these days with um, the online world mm. if you post something about trump like oh fuck you trump i hate you you'll get a shitstorm maybe you know and then you have to handle all those comments and people will say terrible things to you and maybe you're not ready yet to go out there and be um political active in the online world because you know it's crazy right now how careers can be destroyed within seconds just because you treated something and I mean I'm also kind of quiet but I love it when I have the chance like today to have like a conversation with someone where I can actually speak about, speak about those things um, instead of posting tweets yeah. you know because I feel like I everything is so complex I can't put it in 140 yeah. characters <laughs> some people can maybe but I'm just I will overthink probably and um, so it's it's good to have different platforms of communication so you can maybe make a statement or just put out good energy there and also I'm just trying to use the music as a tool to create more positivity in the world or just to have a space where we can not think about all those things and just, as I said earlier, live in the now and just yeah. enjoy yourselves because we also need a break sometimes. Yeah, and it's all about the balance. Sometimes yeah. you have to stand up and fight for things and sometimes you can or you should be able to take care of yourself and yeah. be quiet. Um, yeah, your roots are also in Bavaria, in yeah. a very quiet area in Allgäu. Yeah. And now you live in Berlin since you were 18, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, how is the feeling with those two worlds? Because also, actually, when I travel home, I'm also from Bavaria, um, I have the feeling that it's a totally different world. And sometimes, of course, now I really miss the mountains, I really miss the nature in Berlin. Um, but in terms of music, Berlin is really a strong city where you could get a lot going. Um, how is your feeling about that? Um, I love Berlin. Uh, I think it's a great city for young people especially. Because I'm not sure if I want to stay here forever. Probably not. Because as you said, you know, I grew up in South Germany, in Bavaria. And I feel I'm very much connected to nature because that's where I grew up. So... Um, I love the fresh air and when you go to, to, to the grocery store and have those amazing fresh fruits and vegetables um, and it all, it all grows there 
and so you can support the ecosystem there. Yeah. And I love how there is like a sense for nature. And I miss the nature a lot. Mm. I mean, Berlin is still a very, very green city. And you have a lot of space compared to other cities like London or New York. And of course, um, the costs are not that high, but will be soon, probably, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but um, when I was 18, I felt like I have to leave. I can't stay there anymore. First of all, I'm a music nerd. There's not much happening where I came from or not for the kind of stuff that I was interested in. And also as a person of color, Bavaria is a different place. <laughs> um, I had some bad experiences there. Or, I mean, you have idiots everywhere, but they're more spread out in Berlin probably. <laughs> and I just feel a little bit more comfortable here when it comes to diversity and culture. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to stay in Germany as well. And I appreciate the the healthcare system in Germany. I'm not saying it's the best. Not at all. It's still terrible. But compared to many other places I've been or when I talk to friends who live in different countries, um, I think you still have a pretty comfortable life in Berlin. And a lot of privilege, definitely. Yeah. And that's also something I'm totally aware of. And then when it comes to music, every DJ will play here at some point. You just have to go there and then you can listen to the music and educate yourself, meet like-minded people. And that's just beautiful and very easy, yeah. you know. And also with traveling, it's just like one-hour flights yes. and all that kind of stuff. That's true. And you recently played at Blitz Club in Munich, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. So I feel that Munich has a really growing scene right now. Here in Berlin, you have all the DJs every weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but Munich is growing, and I like that. Because then it also has a nice balance of nature and more slow living, but also nice music yeah um, I'm very happy that there's uh, in, ge in general in Germany there's more things happening club culture is becoming more diverse people are becoming more open-minded there's a new generation who not only listens to one genre which is great and I hope I can contribute to that somehow yes. and now back to Berlin what are your favorite spots in this big city My bed. <laughs> I'm an old lady inside. Yeah, I'm not a party person. I'm just a music lover, to be honest. Um, And vegan food, for example. Yeah, vegan food is, is good. Yeah, plants. Plants are great. Plants yeah. and water is life. <laughs> and, and what are your favorite restaurants for vegan food in Berlin? Uh, to be honest, I love french fries, <laughs> so you can get them everywhere. <laughs> It's probably not healthy, but I just love them so much. Yes. I could eat them every day. Me too. At the yeah. garbage festival, there was like yeah. one stand with vegan mayonnaise and french fries. Yeah. It was like I bought it twice because it was so tasty. <laughs> I had them too. <laughs> They were called nice fries, yes. I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, there are many spots. Depends on my mood. Uh, I love... There's one spot called Baby Burrito. Mm -hmm. It's like slow food, but a burrito and 
after you ate the burrito, you have to go to sleep. Cause <laughs> it's like, it feels like a five kilogram yes. burrito. <laughs> and what else? Uh, and of course, pizza. You just have to tell them, I want it without cheese, then it's vegan. It's very simple. I think there's not like a spot that you would, that I could choose as like is a vegan mm -hmm. spot only. Yeah. You know, you kind of become creative after a while. And also, I'm kind of um, um, thinking the, the whole vegan hype helps me <laughs> because I'm like, oh, now I have even more options. Mm -hmm. Uh, but with the food, it's the same thing. It's it's also political at the end of the mm -hmm. day. You know, it's like the brands try to sell superfoods and chia seeds and goji beers and all that stuff. But I just hope that people are just more aware because I actually think if you eat chia seeds from South America all the time, that's probably as bad as eating meat, <laughs> you know, because they're from South America and people get exploited. Yeah. Same with avocados. I mean, I love avocados, but... Yeah, once again, I just hope that people check themselves, just be aware and um, um, can support their locals somehow. Yeah. I was actually thinking of ordering this fruit vegetable box from farmers uh, from Brandenburg. And they sent you the box like once a week mm -hmm. with fruits and vegetables they just had and they give it to you and you pay a price and then... You can support them, you know. I think it's that's even better going to a supermarket. Yes. Yeah. I like that approach. <laughs> and if you would have friends from Bavaria over weekend here in Berlin and you would not be playing, what would you do with them? I heard there is an alpaca farm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to visit them. I love animals. Everything with animals. I just want to say hi and hug them and cuddle them. Look so funny. Yeah, actually, one of my dreams is to go to a animal shelter and hang out with dogs and I don't know, just hang out with them. I love animals; they're they're just the best. <laughs> yeah, something with animals and just get a bike if it's summer. Yes. And ride around. Just go with the flow. Yes. It's hard to plan. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And what are your upcoming highlights in terms of your music the upcoming months? So, um there's actually actually one thing I'm really super excited about. So I'm um going to play in Africa. I'm going on my first Africa tour in collaboration with Goethe Institute. Oh. Uh with Jovan Lenz together. And he's a producer, DJ. And we also recently released a song on Mode Selector's label mm -hmm. called Peace Up. And yeah, so now we're going on tour together. We're going to be in uh, Cameroon, Namibia, Rwanda and Uganda. Wow. Uh, we're going to be there for three weeks and we'll play shows, but also we'll give workshops. And I can't wait to go there. I've never been there. And I also have some friends there, can finally meet them and make music, create something good and just get to know the culture and the music. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. And also for next year, I'm going to Detroit for some time because it's the same thing with London, you know. Detroit is such an essential music yes. 
place, I have to go there in order to educate myself and become a better music lover, you know, yeah. a better DJ, producer, and meet the key people who contributed to the scene or who are contributing to the culture and scene. Yes. I would love to join you. Yeah, you I can come. <laughs> yes, really, I would love to, because this is also the vision of Tunes and Wings, diving into local scenes and portraying the people that either established it or currently influencing it. I did this with New York, for example, and oh. this was fantastic. And now I have a bigger understanding of what it is all about. Yeah. So I think it will be a great time. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. So much for your insights, for your words. Um, <laughs> I think um, a lot of people will like what you were um, saying about this bigger perspective. I hope And so. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank And you so if much. Someone is not cool with what I just said. Reach out to me and then we can have a very kind conversation <laughs> at eye level and try to understand each other yes. and make this world a better place. Yes. <laughs> you, you could also join us here at the park. I mean, it's a nice scenery. <laughs> We could have yeah. a picnic with all the people in the park. Yeah, political dis discussions. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you, too. Wow, what a wonderful power lady. This conversation with her was really a special one and I enjoyed every minute. I hope you liked it as well. Um, let us know your feedback about the different topics we were talking about. Um, and feel free to write your comment and your thoughts maybe on Instagram under the post on the Tunes and Wings channel or on Facebook. And um, we're lo really looking forward getting your comments there. Yeah, rock and roll and stay tuned. <laughs>